Wednesday night edition of the Stoop Radio Show, and thank you again for coming back and joining us. I'm your host, Jeff, the shark, crazy ass Eagles fan, can't get enough Perini. With me, as always, is Jewel Fly, Eagles Fly on a road to victory, Tatey. Jewel, good evening. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Stoop. How you doing, Jewel? How we doing, Jeff? We're doing phenomenal. Uh, we are going to start off real quick by apologizing for Monday night. Uh, our guest was supposed to be uh, Sarah Minich from the show Godless. Uh, last minute cancellation. We uh, had to lose Sarah. So we kind of lost the whole program. That's okay. We needed the rest after a crazy weekend. Uh, so here we're back Wednesday night, hump day edition. And we're so apologetic for not being here Monday that we got a double whammy tonight. Two. Yeah. Count them two super bands. Jewel is beyond pumped, and you will be too, as we welcome tonight the Dreambox Mechanics and Tree Theater. A couple local bands, but really good stuff. If you like the rock, if you want to discover something new, get here on the stoop. Tell your friends. Get your friends here to the stoop. Get everybody here tonight. Great night of music. Great night of Philly. We're going to be celebrating all kind of shit Philly tonight. Yeah. On the stoop. Absolutely, Joel Tady with a big smile on her face because she loves finding these bands, bringing them to me, making me fall in love with them, and it's just great. We love it. So yeah, good, I'm Joel. so Haven't excited you for tonight. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> no, I know. What's happening? It's been a long time. <laughs> well, last know, week was like, great. Yeah, last week was great. And uh, again, a thank you to last Wednesday's guest. The incredibly lovely, the coolest can be, Brianna James. Country music mm-hmm. at its finest. Lovely young lady. Only 19 years old, but she was teaching us a thing or two about tequila. How about that? She was. She's a smart young lady. No, she was super cool, and her music rocks, and her voice is unbelievable. And she's going to go far. Big things ahead for that girl. I certainly think so, and if you haven't caught it yet, you can always catch our replays. Uh, you can find it on the, mostly right now on my Facebook page until we get that website up and running. We're working on that, working on a lot more guests, and we're working on big things. This 2018 rolls ahead here on the Stoop Radio Show. Something that we always do, and we always do it so well, and it gets better every time, and we laugh more and have great times, but it is our top five list. Oh, normally we try to <laughs> normally <laughs> normally we try to wrap it around our guests, but we were a little uh, off tonight. So Jewel came up with a neat one, and I like it because you know I love to embarrass myself on the air. Top five guilty pleasure TV shows. <sighs> now you, pull, uh, you know you grab your gallon of ice cream and your tissues, and you weep while you watch these shows. You grab a bag of potato chips, and you grab your favorite beer, and you sit on your couch and you watch these shows. And if anybody else catches you. You would just die. But you don't because you love them. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, you got that look on your face like you're not quite ready. So I will jump in. I will go first. And mine, uh, I'm mine changing my list. Okay. Don't be embarrassed about now. We're already in it. And I'm going to go right. with my top five. I'm going to number five. And I've mentioned on the show before uh, because we had a cast member from the show before. And it is the nanny. 
with Fran hmm. Drescher. It's corny. It's cheesy. It's ridiculous. But I used to love it. And, of course, we had the lovely Madeline Zima on our show in the past. And she was amazing. And it made me love that show that much more. It is obnoxious, but the nanny is on my list, number five. <laughs> number four, I'm going to dig deep into the memories of all people out there. Because not very many people remember the show, but I do. 1990, they came from outer space. Dean Cameron, Stuart Fracken. It was this ridiculous show about two aliens that come from outer space and live here on Earth as college students. But I tell you what, the show was loaded with hot girls. It had its little bit of funniness, but it was so corny. And it only lasted, I think, two seasons, 90 to 91. And they got booted. But I loved it. They came from outer space. Number three, yeah, it's charmed. Because oh, God. I love <laughs> Alyssa Milano and Rose McGowan and uh, who's the other young lady? Holly, uh, what was her name? Hey, I Shannon, Shannon Doherty. That's right. She was on in the beginning, right? Oh, yeah, her. yeah. Oh, the yeah. Holly I chick. Um, yeah, I don't know her name. Holly Marie Combs. Is that her real name? I thought yeah. she was Holly on the show. Wasn't really crazy about the Shannon Doherty days, but once they brought in Rose, I was hooked. Loved it. Yeah, she's a crazy bitch. Oh, yeah, she is a crazy bitch. She's one hot piece of potatoes. Uh, that was number three. <laughs> number two, and I, you know, 90210. Yeah. Oh, the adventures of Brandon and Dylan and the whole gang. That's two, uh, what do you call it? Two Shannon Doherty shows back to back. That's about Oh, ah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> pleasure right there. The Shannon Doherty number fan. One, number one is a given. And it's a guilty pleasure, but we all watch it. Saved by the Bell. I knew it. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, we, we all love it. It's corny. I was I was back Morris for Halloween this year. And Mrs. was uh, Kelly Kapowski. I'm mm-hmm. a geek. I am a Saved by the Bell geek. And that's my top five list. All geeked out. And you want to hear some good. bad... I want to hear some bad shows <laughs> on the Jewels top five. Let them rip, Jewel. Yeah, these are going to be like, oh, these are embarrassing. They're not even like TV shows per se. A lot of them are just whatever, reality. But I am a reality TV junkie, I have to say, because when I get my downtime, I like to watch just mindless television and just go for it. So um, number five. It's all like the married shows, 90 Day Fiance, Married at First Sight. Oh, my God. I'm like a sucker for these TV shows. They just wrap you in, and you're like, what are these people doing? A lot of them should not even be on the show. And I really feel bad for, like, the Married at First Sight people or the ones that are, um, like, betrothed to each other. That's really interesting to me. But uh, they're just really fun to watch. Uh, Number four. Friday nights, TLC, I think it is, Say Yes to the Dress. <laughs> I can watch Say Yes to the Dress, like, <laughs> all day long. I could just look at dresses, judge them without anyone judging me, and it makes me feel good. So that's what I like to do and cry a lot on my Friday nights because I'm such a cool person. <laughs> Not a dork at all. Ooh. On to number three. Um, the Jersey shows. Jersey Shore. 
Jerseylicious. Oh my God, why do I watch them? It's like, you know, you used to watch Jersey Shore for like the fights and see what antics. And then they got really funny. Like they created like a little family and like Vinny and Pauly, they were just like super funny. And I would just enjoy watching them and getting a good kick out of it. And it's like they go to the spots that we might go to. So it's fun to see like the Jersey Shore on TV because it is the best. But, you know, like the New Yorkers, they go to the, the higher beaches. They go to like Seaside Heights. Belmar, Jenkinson's. We tend to go to like Wildwood. The Philly people tend to go to Wildwood and Ocean City, Atlantic City, and all that. So it's just fun to watch. Uh, number two, I work odd hours, and I have to tell you, every morning <laughs> at 10 o'clock, I'm like glued to Wendy Williams. I love Wendy Williams. I have to watch her just to like keep up. It helps with like the hot topics with what we do here, like our topics on the show keeps up with current events. And she's just like so unapologetic and she doesn't give a shit. And she used to be a radio DJ here in Philadelphia. So, um, Wendy's my girl. I love Wendy Williams. And number one, just and because she has, a, and she has, um, gigantic canes. Yes. She always yeah. says she's, pea, she always says she's P shaped cause she has huge boobs and no ass. So uh, I love my girl, Wendy Williams. And number one, just because it's the most embarrassing, but with the Kardashians. And I, I seriously probably have watched every episode. I know more about them, which is super embarrassing. So this is my guilty pleasure list. And it's just funny because uh, the three older girls remind me of me and my sisters. And my mom reminds me of Chris a lot. So it's just funny to see like the dynamics and everything. So, yeah, that's that's a pretty embarrassing list for me. That is a very <laughs> embarrassing list um, for anybody. Uh, so you watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians on a regular basis. Yeah. How many times has how many times has <laughs> how many times has Kim mentioned me on the show? Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never. <laughs> never. Huh? No. Gracious. I'm one of the few that still dig that woman. I know a lot of people think she's gross. I uh, I'm really feel sorry for her. Coming on. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I feel sorry for her too. I feel sorry she never had a whole a lot. lot of this. A lot of yeah. shit happens to her. <laughs> well, you know, they bring it upon themselves, but anyway. Uh list. Let's uh, rehash. Mine was uh, number five, then nanny. Number four, they came from outer space. Number three, charmed. Number two, nine zero two one zero, and number one, of course, Saved by the Bell, Jules, Ouch, The Married Shows, Ninety Day Fiance, and all this good stuff. Say yes to the dress and her tear jerking Friday nights. Uh, the Jersey Shore, the Jersey Shows, Jersey Delicious, Jersey Shore, all that good stuff. Number two, the ever so vivacious and bodacious Wendy Williams. Number one, keeping up with my girl Kim. And the rest of the Kardashians. It's embarrassing. Wow. It's a terrible list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's probably the best bad list we ever did. It's pretty bad stuff. That's a good one. We have to credit that to my niece. She came up with that. So thanks, Duck. <laughs> Duck the thanks, intern. Duck. Duck the intern. And she is in the studio tonight right behind us. Is she doing research back there while we're talking? She is. She's doing That's tons of she's got to keep doing Every time I wanted to, I'm going to start picking up new things and up to the minute news as it happens. Yeah. Duck. <laughs> She's our mascot. 
You know who is our <laughs> mascot? Here it's he is. Underdog! Yeah. Joe's Underdog here in the studio and Underdog stuff down. And why not? Because, as you all know, Sunday, Saturday, rather, the Eagles with a big win over the shit land, the Falcons. And now we go on to the NFC Championship game, which is this Sunday. We are the late game, 640. Whoop, the Vikings from Minnesota, the Miracle Kids, the Miracle Vikings. Wow. What a finish to that game. Two teams are really just brought in here by some serious destiny. Backup quarterbacks, miracle wins. It's going to be one hell of a game. Eagles come in currently three-and-a-half-win underdogs, two ferocious defenses. God, uh, what do you think, Joel? Give us some insight here. Oh, my God. I'm so hyped up for this game. One, I'm so excited because <clears> – <throat> I'm going to be right across the street at kickoff. Kickoff is at 640. I'm going to the Lana Del Rey concert at the Wells Fargo Center. So I plan on going early and just tailgating for both. It's going to be pandemonium, complete mayhem. I'm so excited for to just, like, come out of that venue and then go on Broad Street to, like, celebrate the win because we're going to win. We're going to win. For home, I think they're confident now. They look good. And – and that's it. I think Minnesota got lucky, and we're good, so we're good to go. And that's that's my take. I had seen this coming for a while, uh, even be, even after the uh, injury to Carson Wentz, that this was the inevitable finish. Uh, Eagles, Vikings, both teams have had incredible years. Both teams have never won a Super Bowl. Uh, both have been, but have never won. Um, so one of these teams is hoping, of course, to get off that schneid. Uh, in the AFC, super Super surprised as Jacksonville Jaguars and New England Patriots. Uh, so three teams who have never won the Super Bowl and Tom Brady, who's won boatloads of them. So that's very interesting. Of course, everybody's giving the edge to New England being the heavy favorite uh, as far as teams that have been there before and having the experience. But i got to tell you, I do like the Eagles' chances. I liked them last week. I was nervous. I was nervous this week. You always get nervous. One little play can change everything, as the people in New Orleans are telling you right now. One little play can change your whole season. Um, Got to just keep control of the ball. Defense has to do kind of what they did last week. But I don't want to get too cocky, Joel, because a lot of people are saying, oh, if they handle Matt Ryan, they can definitely handle Case Keenum. Different schemes, different plans. More of a simplified offense for Minnesota. Uh, they got a couple backs that can run the ball. They've got a good offense. They've got a great defense. So they come as a pretty heavy challenge. But this time of the year, anybody you get is going to be a challenge. You're not going to get anybody easy. Yeah. And they were pointing out that Minnesota plays in a doom, and it's not really going to be cold that day, though. It's going to be like 56, but yeah. we do play outside. The turf's different. We're going to be home, so it's going to be really loud because we're the best fans ever. So um, are you more, were you more nervous last week than you are this week? Because I think I was a little more nervous last week, but you know better. I was a little more nervous last week only because you didn't know how this team was going to come out. Um <laughs> Not saying that Nick Foles is a world beater, but he had great numbers. He actually played a very sound football game, had a wonderful second half. The defense really played well. Uh, I guess I'm less nervous because the playoffs have already kicked in. Sure, I'm nervous about the opponent. Um, People were asking who I'd rather play. There was no difference. They're both tough teams. I just want this one win, man. I want a goddamn Super Bowl. I want Super Bowl Sunday. You know, I want Super Bowl Sunday to be an Eagles. 
the festival, and the stadium's going to be rocking. I, oh, I'm jealous of anybody that's going to be at that game. Early well, in. we got to talk about Philadelphia and the fans and the city and Comment and Frankfurt because they're already, like, shutting shit down. Yeah, Comment and Frankfurt, folks, if you're not from the Philadelphia area, Mayfair section, the lower northeast, is usually where old Bedlam breaks out when the uh, Philadelphia teams win something big. Um, the police, the police commissioner, everybody is stepping up and saying, look, party, have a good time. Uh, they are going to enforce the open container laws about liquor and beer. They're warning Ooh. bars not to serve people bottles and cans, to serve them in plastic cups. They're warning storefronts to use... <laughs> Yeah, I know. They're warning storefronts to use gates and lock gates and bring in anything that could be throwable inside the store. Well, that's... Yeah, well, you know. And the thing that that worries me is win or lose, how the city of Philadelphia is going to respond. You think? (laughs) No. I think we'll be just so downtrodden if we lose and we'll just retreat. But if we win, just... Be prepared. There's going to be some serious magic if we win, and, and God forbid this team wins the Super Bowl. Um, remember, the Phillies won a World Series uh, back in 2008. I made my way down the parade. It was nuts. Uh, I was not here for it. I, I can't believe I just wasn't here for it. I was away at school, and I just didn't live here, so I was just very upset. So I'm going to be here, and I'm going to be down tailgating Sunday. So we better pull it off. Agreed. So, um, I mean, after the 15-10 Eagles win this past Sunday, uh, this one might be very tight, too. Um, expecting a close-scoring game. I know I'm going to get ruined because everybody's like, I got people like to listen to my picks and tell me when I'm wrong. I thought it was 3 for 4 this past weekend. But the points were covered 3 out of 4. Uh, still going to go with the Eagles. Hey. I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go 21-17. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be tough. Do you it's bet? Go down to Are you betting on this game? Uh, I used to. I had to curb it because you start to see how ridiculous it gets. Real quick, story about how ridiculous it gets. Uh, and I wanted to say this on Monday night. We didn't have the show. Vegas and millions of voters are voters, millions of betters around the world kind of indirectly calling for the head of Case Keenum. Uh, the point spread was five and a half points. Minnesota had a five-point lead, came back on field to kick the extra point and took a knee. Drowning millions of people in Vegas and the oh betters God. that took the Vikings. And of course, Saints people, they give it, the majority of the money was on the Vikings. And as of now, last check, Started at 88% of now. 80% of Vegas's money this week is on the Minnesota Vikings. Can't what? get more wrong than that. 80% of the people get that the are betting. Get the hell out of here. People freaking hate us. They hate us. Yeah. Certainly That's do. 80% of the money is on the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> I love it. I love it. He's <laughs> underdog. He's flying. Flying. Have no fear. There's no need to fear. Underdog is here, and what else is here is music time. That's right, folks. Woo-hoo. Tonight, 
We're going to have Andrew and Bob from the Dreambox Mechanics coming on here first. And then, of course, Will Carter from Tree Theater will be here after that around 9 o'clock. So before we do any of that, let's get to some music. We love playing songs from these guys that come on the show. We love their songs. And we're going to start off with this one. Uh, This is a song called Levitator. It's from our boys in the Dreambox Mechanics. It's a little bit of a long one. It's about six and a half minutes long. But it's worth hanging in for. It's a really good song. I'm going to play that for you right here, right now. Again, the Dreambox Mechanics with Levitator. And we'll be back six minutes, 21 seconds. Enjoy.
impossible policy that you sign No care for tomorrow Even though today is not quite yet around We must conquer, we must arise Hear me, I am the Lavender Who's come to pry the fuck open your Fading out in the back, which is very cool. Nice fade out. <laughs> I gotta tell you, if the phrase "Holy fuck" hat could be a song, that would be it. Yeah. Levitated by the Dreambox mechanics because it's it's awesome. It's like a big storm of raw. I mean, the instruments are clashing and the vocals are very deep and very scary and very tough. Great stuff. The Dreambox mechanics. <laughs> Very unique now, I like it. Right here on the stoop. They'll be joining us shortly. Um, it's going to be Andrew and Bob and I think Chris. Uh, Manny Mo and Jack are going to be here. Uh, the Jackson Five. Uh, Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Now, but I think we're going to have three of the gentlemen here. Um, very shortly. On the 8.30 hour. And then after that, of course, it's uh, Tree Theater. As we bring you more live and local Philly music. Apparently, I'm skipping. Am I still skipping? Hello? Just hang on. Okay. Things uh, might have lost Jewel. Or did Jewel lose me? I don't even know. Did I lose I you? I don't know. No, I've, I've got you. I think we're good. All right. Got you loud and clear. Okay. You had this look on your face like something was wrong, and then you told me I was skipping, which is impossible because I'm sitting very still. Um Haha, uh-huh. that's a joke for everybody. Anyway, yeah, it's uh, the Dreambox Mechanics, another uh, Philly band. Uh, apparently, they're good friends of one of our former guests, Overwinner. And it's the Philly music scene, man. They're taking it over. Sheena and the Nosebleeds, uh, Molly Rhythm, Dreambox Mechanics, Tree Theater, all these Philly bands coming up. And uh, we love them. 
I love them dearly. Got to get out and see some of these guys and support local Philly music. That's why we bring them to you. We're, we're a Philly show. Uh, of course, we go nationwide. We have listeners from all over the country, but we are born and bred in the Philadelphia area, so we like to bring you local bands. Joe, what did you think of that, that tune? Oh, I loved it. I think the Eagles should come out to that. That will get you amped yeah. up. What do you think? <laughs> I like it. I'm over here air instrumenting the heck out of that song. I'm wigging, wigging, wigging with the guitar, and I'm boom, 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 boom on the bass, and I'm playing air drums. and so it's all about. That's what good music is. It gets you moving Rock out. all over. Yeah, absolutely. That mm-hmm. is their song, Levitator. Of course, we're going to play one of their other songs uh, later on in the show, Good Band Chemistry. Uh, we have them at 8.30, and then at 9, we have Tree Theater, so we've got to see how we can budget out the music, see who we're going to get on when. But please stick with us for the entire episode, because we're going to play a couple more songs from these bands, and they definitely do deserve to be heard, because they're great, hard-working musicians. And they'll be with us shortly. And this is a show that Jewel has been pretty amped about. She loves her local Philly band. Um, you said there's a show that you had mentioned on um, January 30th you're going to see? Johnny Brenda's? Yeah. Who, who's that? Phil said. Vita, Vita and the Wolf, our guest next Monday night, January 22nd, is going to play Johnny Brenda's on January 30th. So I'm going. I love going out and seeing these bands. I saw the Dreambox Mechanics when I went to the Overwinter show, and they're phenomenal. I can't wait to see them again, and also Tree Theater. So I'm just loving going out and seeing these shows. Awesome stuff. January 30th is a Tuesday night, but there's no reason to act like you can't get out to Johnny Brenda's and see Vita and the Wolf, and they are finally going to join us. We're finally going to conglomerate uh, mm-hmm. Monday night, the 22nd here on the We've got a lot of... Uh, We've got a few shows coming up, and we'll talk about all that stuff that's coming up in the very near future of the of this show after our uh, two guests that we're waiting on right now. We're waiting on Dreambox Mechanics. They have three different guys calling in. There probably is a reason why there's a little bit of a delay. But that's why we're here. Me, Jewel, the Philly scene. I see Jewel. The underdogs. Um, <laughs> the underdogs. Yeah, it's underdog theater, if you will. It's the underdog episode of The Stoop. Apparently those dog masks have been super hot sellers. How about that? Yeah, you can't even find them on Amazon. Like, Philadelphia just cleared them out. And That's t-shirts. Unbelievable. Yeah, t-shirts. Uh, and I'm sure if you're if you're quick and you have something in the t-shirt business, get out and make something that says underdog on it. It's guaranteed to pop. So we got a call coming in. Uh, let's find out who we got here. We are expecting gentlemen from the Dreambox Mechanics, and let's turn it on. Good evening, and welcome to the Stoop Radio Show. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Good, how are you? Can you hear us all right? Oh, we're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> all right, the Dreambox Mechanics. Uh, first, we have Andrew, Bob, and uh, is anybody else with us? We got another call coming in, so I think we got a few gentlemen coming on. Let's click this last one yeah, in yeah, here, too. Our, uh, our keyboardist should be calling in as well. <laughs> I am right you here. You might have to turn on your radio, guys. <laughs> hey, how are you? Oh, hello. Uh, good evening, guys. On? Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, we got you all now, I think. Uh, welcome, and uh, let's kick back. Let's uh, talk about some things. We, we just played one of your songs here, Levitator, Outstanding Music. Um, tell us a little something about your career and how you guys got together. 
Oh, God. Hang on. I think I might have to start this one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So, basically, it's – so, hi, this is Andrew. Um, It started when uh, when I came back from the University of West Virginia, and I had been recording uh, a bunch of random songs with uh, our original guitarist, Will Halco, in our dormitory. And uh, when I came back, I started continuing schooling there – here in Pennsylvania at Delaware County Community College. And that's where I met, uh, that's where I met Fonz here. Yeah, we got on the other line. And uh, so me and him started working together. We started working primarily on keyboard. And uh, initially it was myself, uh, Fonz here, um, Will Halco, who actually moved into Pennsylvania like 15 minutes from my house, coincidentally, not on purpose. And uh, then uh, from time to time, we also had one of our friends, Rachel Cohen, come in on bass. And that put together the first album that we put out in 2016, which was called Pronounced Vascular Realms. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was released in November 2016. Winter came around and, uh, you know, everyone had a lot of schooling to start focusing on. And, you know, everyone started going along with their own lives. And I started looking for people to keep the, uh, the studio sessions and the idea of what the band was going and that's actually when I ran into uh, Bobby here. I'd known Bobby for uh, quite some time. But um, see, see, what I thought was really, really funny, Bobby is uh, like the main, I would say, like melodic force behind the track Levitator itself. It was, uh, it was cool. a jam that we had. In, yeah, it was a jam that we had in the studio here a couple of times. And then I was recording everything. I'd go through, piece it together a certain way, then we would re-record it. So uh, when I met Bobby here, we were pretty young, you know, still in high school and stuff. I knew his brother more than I knew him. And one night during a bonfire in my backyard, I'm just about to go inside and just like, you know, listen to something in one of our sessions. And his brother like grabs my arm real quick. You know, he'd been like drinking a couple beers and he's just like, Andrew, listen to me. I got to tell you something, man. I'm like, yes, Michael. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, he was like, you need to work with my brother, man. And I'm like, yeah, dude, sure, totally, you know. Now, Bobby can definitely be a handful, not going to lie. <laughs> but, but, but it's fun to have a wild yeah. it, It's fun to have a wild card around. So, you, you know, like, if you, don't, if you don't know that something is distracting you from something, it's hard to keep your focus in the right direction. That's, that's kind of how I look at it. But uh, so he grabs my arm and he's telling me, uh, told, no, look, man, I know that, like, you're good at making and writing music and stuff, but – so is my brother, and he just doesn't know it. I'm like, that's kind of interesting. And he's like, Andrew, listen to me. My brother is a goddamn genius. You need to work with him. And I'm like, really? <laughs> and I'm like, so like, I hit him up, and uh, he was over here at a, at a different bonfire. I took one of my acoustic bases uh, out from uh, the studio here, brought it out back, and it was a night where our guitarist for the Levitator was actually out there as well, and they just started jamming together with acoustics. And I was like, you know, guys, I, I really like this. We should, we should go in my place. Let's go upstairs to the studio. Let's just kind of, let's just kind of see what happens, you know. So then, uh, then yeah, everything kind of came together for the Levitator EP with myself, Bobby, um, Ethan Beckman, who was the guitarist, um, and uh, and of course Fonz uh, on the keyboard, and who also did guitar in our bonus track, Milkshake. So, That's uh, awesome. And that's all it takes yeah. one person and, and one maybe drunken night. So, I mean, the song's great. <laughs> and it's funny because your voice 
kind of sounds like your singing voice. So it's, it's very cool. Um, I wanted to ask a little <laughs> bit about like what the Philly music scene is and, and do you guys find any challenges, um, you know, finding shows or like touring or, or how's like bands. I know, I know you did a show with Overwinter, yeah, um, yeah. who was so, on the show. So, so uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, all right, Bob, tell me if you agree with this. All right. So, Here's the trouble that we find with the Philly music scene. It is mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. The bands out there are wonderful. The venues are pretty sweet. They're underground. You know, they're usually basement setups or like somebody's living room. And, uh, you know, even if everyone is playing in what visually is kind of a shitty venue. Uh, <laughs> before I go on, is it okay if I curse on air here? Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, 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 cool, cool, because it's... I don't know. It'll just come out of my mouth very frequently. But, uh, okay, so. <laughs> I'm so sure all the Philly time. music scene is phenomenal. Yeah. The artists are very professional and very, you know, adamant about what they're doing. Our issue a lot of the times with the Philadelphia music scene has to do more with our songs in particular. Uh, for instance, a decent portion of our live set is from our first album. And uh, putting put. Performing the songs from the first album live is always a challenge because they're in really bizarre syncated meters. Uh, one of our like most popular songs, Gravel Out Promised Land, literally changes key with each passing verse. And so, <laughs> so to like put on like a decent show, we need we need like six or seven people on stage between like three guitarists, two keyboardists, the bassist, the drummer, myself. And then usually I'm just working machine, and uh, and and of course the other issue for us is that it's been difficult to pin down a full-time drummer. Uh, I know that later tonight, uh, Will Carter from Tree Theater is going to be coming on here. He he has been helping us out massively. He helped us out with uh, doing drums at one of our shows at the pharmacy, which is actually uh, uh, where I met Jewel from the radio station here. And uh, mm-hmm. Will Will is a very very on point artist. I can't even begin to express this. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, Bobby, what was that show like for you? <laughs> that show it was pretty yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the experience. We performed, uh, what was it called? Uh, when the Fuse Was Blown. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> that was our uh, jam, jam, more jammy song towards the end. Yeah. It was all fun until I figured out that my audio output was all turned all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> when you got when you got a large number of people squeezed into a very very small space with literally all of your inputs on your PA completely jerry rigged, it can be difficult to keep track of things. But, I was uh, wondering why the ground wasn't vibrating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, when you know, like when we hooked Bobby up here, like we got a we got one of the Fender 150 watt uh, Rumble amplifiers, uh, courtesy of a. Uh, the bassist from uh, my old band, The Malevolent Romance. And we, you know, as you can easily hear in the title track, Levitator, you know, we really like to just rev up, you know, a good, crunchy bass sound. And it's just, it's just funk-tastic. I can't even tell you. It's just... (laughs) Oh, you guys sounded great. I mean, I wish I would have heard the loud rumbling (laughs) of that. But no, it was a great show. I loved that setting. I've never been to the pharmacy before. Um, we had a, a band that was on 
um, a couple months ago, Molly Rhythm, and they played there. And I was meaning to get out, but I'm so glad I went to that show, got to see Overwinter, and you guys perform live. So it was very cool, and it all worked out. So, um, yeah, happy that all happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the, the Philly music scene is something that is honestly, like, one of the most involved. Like, for instance, okay, even at just our show alone, not even – not even talking about the Philadelphia music scene as a whole, which has very thriving scenes in every category. Like our, our show was us, whatever genre you want to put us as <laughs> along with, um, uh, messing around, which is, uh, you know, like an indie jam band. They got, they got some really, really good feeling to their music. They got some like, it's kind yeah. of like a punk, uh, kind of like a punk reggae feel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can definitely tell. Sublime is definitely yeah. an influence. Yeah, it's like a little bit of Sublime, a little bit of Cage. Yeah. yeah. Then on top of that, we also had, of course, Overwinter, who I, yeah. I, I just love her music. I can't even tell you. Like, her her lyrics are addicting. Her voice is pristine. And she does she she does her um, – she mixes on stage. She does a combination of, like, uh, hip-hop mixing with, like, you know, old-school traditional R&B music uh, yeah. over top of – and it's just it's it's more of like experience music and it's really really good then of course uh the other act of the show was a big snowman massive now he's a hip-hop artist <laughs> yeah. and uh so over I met him studio, too. Great. <laughs> yeah and see, this is the crazy thing about that set that he did so like i tried to get him over to the studio to practice a couple of times because he had never put on a show before and we never got a chance to practice to know who would be on stage with him. And I wanted to set up something where it was like, you know, uh, some, like a lead vocalist up there rapping, and then everything else was live instrumentation. I didn't feel like Ooh, somebody up up there sitting there and press and play. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. So he, I'm, I'm mad at freestyled. set. <laughs> yeah. He freestyled 100% of his set. And it blew me away. Wow. There was like a couple pre-written lines. My phone charging or not? That you fun? Yeah. Sorry, I got a soda. I'm back. That's right. Yeah, we heard it. It wasn't even just a... It wasn't even just a massive. It was literally everybody on stage who was improv and that was crazy. So, like... It turned out so much better than we expected. <laughs> that's oh, real. That's... Plugged in. <laughs> How we doing over there? We're doing good. Let's get it. Let's get Chris into this and uh, ask him some questions. Chris, yeah. uh, you and hey. you and the band. <laughs> hey, who are your uh, <laughs> who are some of your inspirations? Who are some of your influences and guys you uh, kind of take after? Who inspires the band? Uh, nobody. I'm actually, me personally, I'm actually pretty adamant that once I started, like, collaborating with Andrew back when I met him in college, I kind of stopped listening to other people and stopped taking external music and external media in general. Just so, like, everything that kind of came out was original. And the only thing I actually listened to almost in the past two years, excluding, like, the past six months where I was listening a little bit more hip-hop, was exclusively made by me. Although, I... Yeah. Just Yeah. Yeah. That's that's kinda of me. Is is there um 
other influences the band has besides, you know, no one? <laughs> yeah. From my, from my personal standpoint, one of my one of my favorite uh, music groups is actually the Palmer Square underground hip hop group. They've been around for ages, probably like 12, 15 years. Okay. They're one of those groups that no one's ever heard of, but lyrically, they're one of the most impressive I've ever seen. Very nice. I would say, like... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I I would say that, like... All right, so the group as a whole, like... Fonz... Chris, dude, you're you're just such a very particular artist that literally can work with anything. It's crazy. But, like, we're we're all kind of like that. Our our individual musical backgrounds are all vastly different. Like, Like, all right, Bobby. So, like... When you were working with us in the Levitator EP, what were your biggest influences on it? Well, for Levitator, I was, I listen to a lot of metal, and one of my favorite <laughs> bands is known as Meshuggah. They're Swedish extreme progressive yeah. metal band. Nice. Actually, uh, actually, the song Levitator itself, uh, I was practicing one of their songs off their Hobbs Inside. I can't remember particularly remember this song. I just know it's like pinnacle optics something. That's all I remember. Uh, but like one of the riffs on there uh, has the same like similar style to it. The whole like dead and like dead and dead. Yeah, it's got like it's got like the sway and the stop and like has this, it has the sway to stop uh, and it really uses the uh, low note as a uh, kind of like a bass backbone. Yeah. I mean and then you the uh, alteration between the three the three notes at the uh, fifth fret, <laughs> and fifth and the seventh fret. And, uh, I would say that <laughs> song had a uh, major influence on the song. As, as a whole, like it's 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 a very bizarre contrast between like a decent amount of the people who work on the project listening to death metal than a decent amount of people in the project, for instance, Ethan Beckman and Jason Grunwald listening to like a lot of Let's say like classic rock, classic rock like blues, mm-hmm. reggae, hippie music, <laughs> jam bands and stuff. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, I, I myself like a lot of where like my compositional influence comes in. Uh, I, I primarily Will. from like technical death metal. Will that and a lot. Will of yeah, new wave. <laughs> yeah, uh, and yeah. I guess yeah, um, and of course, and of course. You know, I gotta give a shout out to uh, William Control here, who uh, I've known in the music industry through my last <laughs> band. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it's it's a pretty dead contrast between like William Control, New Order, Joy Division, and Skinny Puppy, and like Cattle Decapitation, Beyond Creation, uh, the Zenith Passage, of course, and probably some Slayer and a little bit of Slipknot. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's, hey, that's a hell of a combination right there. Yeah. <laughs> You got some goth metal. You you guys said it, it's kind of a psychedelic collective blues, post-punk revival. I love it all. It works. A lot of the songs sound <laughs> totally different, which is great. Um, I, how do you think it differs, like, between, like, your first album, Pronouncing Vascular Realms, and well, then Levitator, to the new stuff? Like, Good Van Chemistry sounds really okay. industrial. So what do you think is, like, the change? Number one, each, like, release that we put each consecutive release has been more and more organized and we've had better and better equipment each time and as we've gotten like as we've become more comfortable with working with one another and we understand each other's writing habits uh 
it, it, it's easier to create something which is a singular idea, whereas the first album, Pronouncing Vascular Realms, the way I like to describe that album to people is like we, so we like robbed an ammunition store and uh, just loaded up every gun we could find, you know, <laughs> shut off all the lights inside of a warehouse and just kind of started shooting every place in the dark we possibly could. And it turned out we ended up hitting most things that we shot at. But um, yeah, that like, like the writing process of that album was uh, so much of it was just on paper and in our heads. And the bulk of it was recorded on GarageBand and eventually transferred over into Logic Pro, where then it got mixed. Recently, we did a remaster of that album as we've been learning more and more about all this because it needed, it absolutely needed to happen. Oh, my God. Yeah. Call, call, <laughs> no, is better. We, uh... <laughs> Guys, what, what do you feel has, like, like, been better? Like, <laughs> no. no, I'm just a big fan of uh, Ableton. Uh, <laughs> bang. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Wait, you'll, uh, Sorry, I'm having a weird day. Right? That's right. It's okay. It's all, yeah. all free for me. <laughs> yeah, I just Sorry, want to know I'm, the I'm other guys. But, no, it's fine. Um, what what did you guys think? Like how how the progression went, like from the first album to to the new stuff, and the new stuff was just this past week, almost right. Yeah. Well, okay. So newest stuff it's not out on spotify or itunes yet actually we're waiting till uh we get a remix back like we're going to be putting it out as a single it's going to have uh good van chemistry and a remix of good van chemistry um remixed by tree theater who is actually going to be interviewed next so like working on good van chemistry like at first it was incredibly difficult just because we wanted it to be like so clean we wanted it to be something that no matter what you listen to, like you could still get down to, you know. And then, right, it was it was about a month, month and a half lead up of a lot of difficulty figuring out the idea we wanted. But then once we had the idea, it it was a breeze. Like it was, uh, it came together very smoothly. Um, our rhythm guitarist uh, Jason Grunwald um, and Bobby uh, here. It was myself. Jason and Bobby who put like a lot of the composition for it together and every time that somebody came over to work on it whether it was Bobby or Jason like it was it was just moving like lightning everybody was feeling really good about the song you know everyone was getting into it and uh <laughs> you know I'm also the person who does uh like the studio work mixing and I'm not gonna lie it was definitely a handful when they would come over and do like 45 minutes Right of a jam take that I would then just have to kind of siphon through and find out what we wanted to use. <laughs> but uh, it it was as a whole, it felt more. How do I put this? Like right to the money, you know. And it was something that, as of right now, we're really really happy with. Fonz, Fonz on the other line here, uh, line here didn't actually hey. get a chance to weigh into it too too much here. Hey hey. See, I almost didn't even know it existed. Is that? <laughs> no, I had to move. Yeah. He, he comes, he goes, but we, we, <laughs> yeah, he's he's down in Maryland right now. But see, like, even if he is, 
we were suspecting that, you know, he told us Maryland, but we had we had our suspicions he actually, you know, relocated to Uganda. Anyway. He knows too many. <laughs> yeah, he knows too many. <laughs> but he, uh, like, we, we just love working with him. He's kind of like a mythical creature. And there'll be times where we have, like, a session like going a on here. We haven't heard from him in, like, two, three weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's not like a centaur. Except, um... Imagine like a centaur that is excellent at computer programming and like <laughs> like designing like uh, mechanisms and like games for things, so on and so forth. But uh, <laughs> and like so, we'll have a session going on here. Nobody has called Fonz because we haven't heard from him heard from him in a while. And then right on time, like dead on time, everybody shows up, and then he just shows up as well. It's like, hi, I'm here for it. And we're like. How the hell did you know? Come over here tonight. It's like, <laughs> <"Melted."> <laughs> We're like, that's all. <laughs> all right, man. No, it's like really, really, really spooked us out on a multitude of occasions. It's uh, inexplicable. It was... so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good band chemistry, more or less, if not anything at all. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but man, it is, uh, good and, band chemistry, when we good heard, band uh, chemistry. It's, it's all about chemistry. You know, like that's that's yeah. that's what the whole song is about. Like, oh, I just got a double about, Like, if you want to go out there and <laughs> you're playing, oh my god, <laughs> <Dude. laughs> no, 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 it's no, a no, console no. game. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, we're very happy for you. But like, okay, so the the whole song is about like, you know, that feeling that you get when you have the right people, you have the right idea. And either you've done this before or you haven't done this before, but you're just ready to go out there and take on the world. And uh, whoever it may be, whether or not it's, like, your friends, your bandmates, like, whoever is going out there to really, like, make the difference, to make the shows happen, that's, like, that's what the whole song's about, you know. And, like, at at the end of the chorus of the song, um, you hear me say, uh, even with everywhere to go, all that I want is to be home with you. The idea behind that is, like, wherever we are is the home. The tour is where you should feel at home. You know, let's let's make this happen. Let's, uh, let's feel like we belong here. We have a reason to. And let's, let, let's you know, let the show go on. <laughs> so, yeah. It's <laughs> an awesome process. So it's a great way to look at it. It, it gets your fans more involved. And, uh, you feel like we definitely right at home. It. Fans are just friends you haven't met yet. Exactly. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> we Thank did it here. Dude, I actually thought of that yesterday, and it somehow became relevant. I love it. I need you to come up with my sign-off slogan. <laughs> Seems like you're good at it. <laughs> Put that on T-shirts and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll uh, right. yeah, Does you, that count? You bet. Hey, we'll help you print the shirts. Like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'll, well add we it to the merch yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We hate to do this, but we got to cut you short because uh, we got another one coming up, yeah. as you know, like you said, a treat theater. But you guys are great. We would definitely love to have you back if that's cool with you guys. And um, we're going to see you. I'm going to tell all our listeners out there it's the Dream absolutely. Box Mechanics. You can find them at the dreamboxmechanics.bandcamp.com on Facebook, the Dream Box Mechanics. Guys, I love your music. I love what I'm hearing. Yep. I can't thank you enough for coming on. Talk to you real soon. That's it, Sam. Thank you. And, and of course, Definitely, definitely tell people that if they want to learn more about collaborating with us or other people that we have been working with, 
Uh, we've now opened up our own record label and recording studio called Mechanizer Studios. You can just go to mechanizerstudios.com and learn everything you need to. There's a content form on every freaking page. <laughs> Yeah. Very awesome. nice. Thank you so much, guys. We'll definitely be in touch. And you can always on YouTube. On YouTube. Sorry. What was the handle? Yeah. Guys, thank you so much. And um, we'll definitely be in touch. And we'll debut your new music because we'll be in touch. And we'll definitely catch you at your next show around town. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Hey. Andrew, Bob, right. and the Farm. Right. Thank well, you so much for joining us on the stoop. Have a great night, fellas. Yeah. Later. All right. Thank you. Bye. 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 I'm hanging up now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun bunch of guys. Man. I really enjoyed it. Good times here on the <laughs> yeah. stoop radio show. The Dreambox Mechanics. And I tell you, it's funny because they said exactly what I was thinking. It, their music is everywhere. And I like that. There's no, like, definitive put your finger on said they're definitely this. And when you ask them who their biggest inspirations are, they said they're themselves. And I love that. That's really great. Yeah, that's great. That's on Levitator is all about it. They all like to talk, and that's really awesome. You know, we wish we had bigger studios, newer equipment that we just all sit around and have these guys do it all night long. That's the kind of interview with those kind of guys that I could do for hours because they all have something great to say. They're funny. They're into what they're doing. They have a good grasp of what it's all about. And it is, man. It's funny. It's unique music, though. It's very different. Again, uh, go out and find them. Uh, the Dreambox Mechanics on Bandcamp.com. Uh, the Dreambox Mechanics on Facebook. Mechanizer is their new studio. MechanizerStudio.com. You can collaborate with them. They're looking for musicians. They like to do all different things. Like they said, they'll get seven, eight guys on stage. Maybe you could play music with the Dreambox Mechanics. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah, and they're definitely down for some stoop live shows. So coming to you spring, summer 2018, <laughs> some live shows coming at you. Yeah, we're definitely trying to find uh, some venues, some local venues, Northeast Philly, uh, Old City, Philadelphia. We got some people, some friends, and uh, we're trying to get some, some music, some shows, and group people. I've like over winter and the Dreambox Mechanics and maybe even the tree theater who will be on uh, with us shortly um the only thing we need here at the stoop is a bigger studio pile more people and do it live and uh, in person that would be awesome stuff like i said stuff like tonight we had um you know last week we had uh, the dead south on and there was uh, several members of them and everybody takes their turn and chimes in but you like to just give everybody a full full uh what do i want to say full chance to speak exactly what's on their mind yeah yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, good, it's good stuff. The guys working in sound like uh, they're having a great time. That's what oh, no, like Jeff, we're too. like outgrowing, outgrowing our genes. we got to, you know, <laughs> get into bigger and better yeah. spaces. Exactly. It used to be just uh, me and you here and uh, one guest, and it would go, uh, you know, a little uh, easier. But now we're getting more people, we're getting groups. They all want to be on. They all want to talk about their stuff. That's what it's all about, mm-hmm. the crowd of their music. These guys should be proud of their music. Like I said, that's very inventive. We're going to play, like I said, before the show, before the night is out. Uh, Good Van Chemistry. It's one of their new ones, brand new ones, and I liked it. I heard it already. I really enjoyed it. I think you all are going to as well. We're waiting shortly to be joined by Will Carter from Tree Theater, another one of our local artists that we love so much. Yes. Jewel Tatey? <laughs> <laughs> I know you're, right. you're done talking, but... 
No, I'm super excited. This guy, I mean, his music is so soothing. I feel like I'm at, like, a spa day. It's good driving music. It's good relaxing music. It's very, very chill. And I'm all about the chill music these days during these stressful January days. God, I I hate January, and then I love the end of January. Like, the end of January is the best because I'm always doing something for my birthday. But, uh, yeah. His music's great, so I can't wait to hear from him. Well, we're going to hear from him. looks like right now, and all the ranting and raving you did about how much you love his music, he's in the background listening. Uh, we've got Will Carter from Tree Theater. Will, welcome to the Stoop Radio Show. Will, are you with us? Oh, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? How you doing, man? Thanks for joining us on the show tonight. Uh, we're very excited to talk to you about your music and Tree Theater. We just had the guys on uh, a few minutes ago uh, from the Dreambox Mechanics. They speak very highly of you. So uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. So, um... We know you worked with a couple of different bands, but tell us about Tree Theater and you know how it got started. Uh, well, Tree Theater is my uh, it's my solo project. Um, I kind of started it when I was 15. I was just kind of making beats on a uh, on a laptop. My uh, my friend had a Sweet 16, and I told her I could make music, and she said you should make a song and we'll play it at my Sweet 16. And I made the song, and it was terrible, but. She said it was good, and so I guess that that kept me going. So I yeah, just kept doing it. I've, I haven't really stopped. And then I guess I realized a couple of years ago that that's what I wanted to do full time. So I just kept doing it. I'm still trying to make it, and yeah, it's, it's a struggle, but it's you know at the end of the day, it's like you know what I'm doing. I'm doing what I want. I'm doing what I love. So yeah, that's awesome. That's all you can ask for. <laughs> yeah, it's Definitely. very cool. And, you know. And a lot of the artists we get here on the show talk about how hard of a grind it is. And I guess, you know, if it's worthwhile, you make your way through it. What makes it so unique and different from working on other people's music? You know, being your own and going out and joining a different group. What's the difference, you think, in, in being a solo act now? Well, I mean, when I make songs, I try to make it as a as a whole. And there's there's no creative differences with myself. I mean, whatever I want to listen to, whatever I want to hear... I can make it and you know I play enough instruments where if I need a bass line this way or a drum part that way to make it all kind of fit together as a whole I can do that and there's no there's no one saying oh I wish I wanted to sound this way or that way you know it's it's cool because I really I call 100% of the shots and I do you know I do um do some collaborations with vocalists but at the end of the day the instrumental is it's in my control and I think that's what makes makes it so special and seem like it's it sounds like a band because I feel like a good band is a band that plays together, but, you know, I'm kind of just playing with myself. So it's, you know, you kind of get that same kind of full band feeling. I feel like I sound like a full band that's kind of on the same page, but yeah, I, yeah. I, that's my preferred style of, of writing is just doing it solo. And, you know, you can re- record on top of that. How many different instruments do you play? Uh, well, my main instrument is uh, drums and guitar, and I play bass, and I dabble in keys a little bit, so that's usually what I do. Um, I'll do a lot of stuff with, uh, like, synthesizers and production, but usually just bass, drums, guitar. 
Very cool. Do you use like samples ever of older music or when you produce? I use a lot of uh, vocal samples. So I use um, this program called Splice where you can just scroll through thousands and thousands of different samples that people upload. And there's a lot of good vocal samples on there. And I think that since I'm not the best singer, I usually try to work with like really, really good vocal samples because I think that the voice has just a really good sound to it. And if I can't, you know, make that sound with my voice. It's cool to, you know, find a sample of, you know, usually it's a female singer because I just think that girls' voices sound better than dudes. So I usually will sample, like, it's usually not even full phrases. It's usually just uh, vocalizing. But, yeah, a lot of vocal samples. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, for one, am a phenomenal singer, so um, you can use my samples. <laughs> I'm Please, kidding. Send them. I suck. I'm, I'm very hard. Send them. <laughs> That's a whole lot of sarcasm. <laughs> what, is, what is your what is your prefer? So I guess the drums is your preferred instrument. Uh, that's the one you've been on the most, and uh, you you play the most with, or or do you like to just try a little bit of everything? Well, recently I've been playing mostly drums, just because uh, I play in a band um, with actually the guy who does my uh, my graphic design work. His name's Justin O'Brien, and uh, we had a little like funk soul project going for a while. So I really pushed myself with drums because that's really what was you know, was happening for a couple months was just, was that music. And then drumming with uh, Andrew's band was another uh, scenario where I really had to, you know, get my act together with drums so that I could get on the stage and play well. So, you know, it's definitely been more drum focused, but just recently I realized that I'm kind of getting to that point with guitar where I need to learn some uh, some new chords and some new songs because the ones I'm using now are getting kind of boring. <laughs> but... Yeah, so I hope to go in a, you know, a different direction with, you know, because it's hard to be good at four instruments. You know, you kind of have to spend yeah. a lot of time with one and then get better at it and then use it in your music. Yeah, and you write, record, and produce your own own music. Um, does that get grueling ever for you? Do you think sometimes it's, like, way too much for one person? It just it takes a lot of time. I mean, it's super rewarding, but, like, you know, if I want to make a song, it's, not just getting a good guitar take, which could take 30 minutes, or a good drum take, which could take 30 minutes. It's, you know, also putting it all together, which takes hours, mixing it, which takes hours. So, you know, it's a lot of people, you know, will hit me up and be like, yeah, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm making music. And they're like, well, when are you going to be done? And it's like, well, this is probably going to be an all-day thing. Like, you know, once you start, it's like it does take hours to really, you know, make these songs and put them together. So it's. I think it comes to me naturally, you know, I've been producing for a while, but it does just, you know, it does take a lot of time. Yeah. Very cool. So uh, we have a song that we're going to play um, a little bit later on in the show, one called Flowers. Uh, tell us a little bit about this song. It, you know, tell us, you know, it, a lot of your music writing, is it um, real-life stories or just kind of things that you come up with and, and tell us the story? Well, uh, this song in particular was actually it was sang by um, – a guy in a band called Messing Around, so he came up with the the vocal melody and the lyrics. But um, pretty much, I just made the instrumental, and then I showed it to him because his band's got a very similar style, and he just went like off the dome, just made up these lyrics and melodies, and I just kind of got it. And it took a few takes, but he didn't really write anything. He just kind of went off, and I mixed it down, thought it sounded great, and then <laughs> it's actually funny. He was over the other day, and 
he was like, uh, yo, did you ever do anything with that song? And I was like, yeah, it's actually going to be on Spotify, like, in two days. Because I just, I completely forgot to tell him about it. But, oh yeah, so that was, that was a funny <laughs> little collaboration. But that band is awesome. If you don't know who they are, messing around, definitely go check them out. I, I like them a lot. I'm going to try to get them on the show. Um, I saw them with uh, the Dreambox Mechanics when I saw their show. Um, but, yeah, so you had that, and you have another single you did, I Know, that just got put on Spotify. How huge is that? Were you super excited to have that happen? Yeah, uh, the singer, that singer is from a band called Why Are These Coyotes, and for years they were one of my favorites, so that was just a dream come true. Like, that was probably the musical highlight of my life was making that song. That's awesome. Well, it won't be the last of your stuff that's going to be on Spotify, so you do great work, and we love the music. Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Who are uh, who are some of your inspirations musically? Uh, who do you listen to, and uh, who are some of your favorite artists right now that are out there? Hmm. Well, there's a, a really big pool of artists. I mean, I'd like to think that my music is kind of eclectic, not to like <laughs> toot my own horn, but uh, no, that's correct. It's a lot of indie, some uh, some soul music, uh, psychedelic rock. I really like um, bands like All J and uh, Tame Impala. Um, <laughs> But also, you know, guys like Anderson Pock, like just his his grooves and his instrumentals and his voice are amazing. He's one of my favorites right now. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of just small bands, small groups. Uh, this guy called uh, Still Weezy, he's pretty much been on repeat for a month. He's got a really cool sound. That's awesome. Um, I yeah, I can see a lot of OJ now that you say it in your music. Um, uh, a lot of your beats sound remind me of like beats that common would use um so it's really cool uh i heard it described as like ambient music or it's really relaxed and chill and it's like right up my alley um can you talk about the the one song you have on your ep in between lover with emily browning yeah that was my uh that was my first vocal collaboration um so she posted a, an acapella video where she used a, a vocal harmonizer, and I thought it was awesome. And I hit her up on Instagram and, you know, asked to do, like, an instrumental for it and then put the two together. And she didn't respond, so I, I just made it anyway, and I made a, a video with my friend with, a, like, an oscilloscope, like, visualizer, and then we posted that to Instagram. And she saw it, and she loved it. And she was like, yo, like, that was dope. And I was like, yeah, you should have responded. And then she, uh, she sent me a better take of the vocals. <laughs> And yeah, so that was, you know, that's probably been my most successful song because she's got, she's already really established in uh, in her home country of New Zealand. So that was, that was really good for me because I didn't really have any following before I did that song with her. So that kind of set me off to at least have some, even though it's a small following, at least people know who I am because of that song. So thank you, Emily, if you're listening to this. Probably not, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, you never know. Well, yeah, I, sure. I love it. I, I love the whole EP. It's really, I, I like it a lot. Um, so, sorry, Jeff, you had something to say? No, I was just kind of wondering, um, you know, being in the, in the Philly area, Philly music scene, where are some of the places that you're uh, playing? Is there where we can see you soon? Because uh, we like to check you out. We like to let our uh, fans know where they can hear and see your life. I have actually never played a show in my life, but what? I might have a possible... <laughs> 
I know, I know. It's just being a one-man band, it doesn't really transfer to a stage too well. But uh, I have a friend who works at uh, Coda in Philly, and she hit me up about yeah. doing a show. So I'm thinking about trying to do something like that soon, because I know I need to. I know there's money there, but, yeah, it's not easy trying to get a band to play your songs the way that you want them to be played. Well, now you're part of the Stoop family, so whenever we hear of a venue opening, we'll be sure to tell you. Uh, I would really appreciate that. That would be super dope. I guess it would, it would kind of be like one one of the bands I was always a big fan of was Nine Inch Nails, and um, kind of the same thing. Trent Reznor plays all the instruments on the album and then goes and gets a traveling band, uh, somebody to take mm-hmm. stage with. Is that something you're interested in, maybe getting some musicians together and putting your music out on stage? That is, yeah, that is definitely the dream, but I definitely got to get it to the point where I have the money to pay a bunch of artists to just, you know, play the songs exactly the way I want them played. You know, I can't really tell people to do that now because I can't really pay, <laughs> pay for that. But that is definitely, I'll I think about what, that a lot, and that's definitely the goal. I've got a giant refrigerator full of beer at my house. I can wheel it to any venue, and you could pay a lot of musicians in beer, and I'm sure they'd <laughs> love to jam and rock out with you. <laughs> yes, that's, that sounds great. That would probably work, too. I think everyone would probably do something for beer. You know? <laughs> I'd do anything for Stand on my head for beer. Um, but yeah, that's something no, I would. in the future. Yeah, sure. Um, you got any other new projects you're working on now while this other stuff is getting together? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's I got a lot of songs I'm in, in the works of completing. I don't know if it's going to be another EP or just a bunch of singles or an album, but I'm planning on putting something out every week, if not every other week for a while, and then maybe putting out a big body of work just to have it all together in one place. Very cool. Well, you have to let us know. We'll debut all your new music. Um, we told that Dreambox Mechanics had too, but we think you're great. And um, we're going to let everyone listen to Flowers later. So, But thank you so much great. for going on. And, and we'll be in touch. So we'll, we'll let everyone know where, where you will be playing next. <laughs> awesome. Thank you very much. Absolutely, and yeah, look it up. It is uh, Will Carter Tree Theater. Like I said, the guys from the Dreambox Mechanics had a lot of great things to say about you. Jewel had a lot of great things to say about you. I already checked out some music, and I love it. So everybody get on board. Tree Theater. Check them out. You can find them on Facebook and uh, some music on Spotify, so check them out. Uh, Will, thank you very much for taking the time to join us. We'd love to have you back. We hope to see you on the Philly scene real, real soon. Pleasure was all mine. Thank you very much. Thank you, Likewise, Will. Likewise, thank you. Have a, have have a, a great night. night. You too. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. All right. Really good interview. Sounds like a, a talented and smart young man. Will Carter, Tree Theater is the name of his uh, solo act. Like I said, he's a drummer. He plays with other bands. He plays with uh, Dreambox Mechanics, who were with us also as well earlier. Um, good night of music, as I said. Uh, four really intelligent young men that got their finger on the pulse. They got good music. And they're getting ready to rock out into the Philly scene. What we're going to do, we're going to uh, we're going to stick with Will and Tree Theater. We're going to play his song entitled "Flowers." And then after that, we're going to come back, talk for a minute or two, and, and be ridiculous like we are, and then come back with good band chemistry uh, from Dreambox Mechanics. So if you got time, if you're in the mood for some music, we're here to play some tonight. Let's go right now with one of our guests from this evening. Uh, Will Carter and Tree Theater. This song is called Flowers. It's about three minutes long. Enjoy it. We'll be right back with you here on The Stoop.
right, that is Tree Theater solo project of our guest Will Carter, and the song is called Flowers. And that really is, man, that is funkadelic, mellow out, chill, cool music. Love thy neighbor. Love everybody and listen to music like that. And he was I can listen to that all day. Tell you what, I like it. I like it a lot. I like both of what we had. Uh, two totally different sides of the spectrum of music. One mm-hmm. uh, loud and aggressive and hard and fun, and one uh, cool and laid back and chill and relaxed. Very cool stuff. Some great gentlemen here. Andrew Curry, Bob Hines, Chris Stefans uh, from Dreambox Mechanics, and of course Will Carter from Tree Theater. Excellent job tonight by both artists. We thank them again for coming on. Uh, let's get right back to music because we promised to cram it all in. Our show's been cut back a little bit, so we run a little less on time. Joel came up with all these great topics that we're going to miss. <laughs> I love it's you, okay. Joel. I mean, she hates me. like, Somebody caught my topics, topics. Back too. I knew you would do this to me. <laughs> I tried not to, but uh, the interviews and, and all the music, and yeah, we run long. And I got long-winded talk about the Eagles. These things happen. Poor ducks in the background there, just researching away, and we're not even using any of her stuff. And... Well, even away. <laughs> I, uh, I'd rather listen to these guys some music so all great i i do love music this is a good one and it's got a very cool name as well good van chemistry and it's funny because i said the guys have good band chemistry and i was wondering why they were laughing so hard it just dawned on me because the name of the yeah. song is good band <laughs> i thought chemistry. you did on like, purpose <laughs> no i didn't and that's the, i'm like you guys got good band chemistry and they all just start laughing i'm like okay what? but yeah i guess that's very cool good band chemistry is the song the artist is the Dreambox Mechanics. Definitely worth listening to if you like loud, aggressive, all over the board, all different type, types of start, stops, and cuts in music. These guys are your band. Check it out right now. About five minutes, 35 seconds. We'll come back to Stoop Radio Show. Good band chemistry. We'll be right back.
guest bands are a big time Philly music night here on the stoop. We thank all them guys for coming with us tonight, coming home with us tonight, I should say. Uh, funny, uh, it reminds me of, doesn't really remind me of, because it's not like their music, but when he said about mixing and all different instruments and bringing all different things and you know, different steps and different timing, kind of like the stuff that the Beach Boys were made of with Brian Wilson in their later days. All different kinds of uh, unusual instrument sounds, popping up all, all over the place, uh, never really one direction. Very cool. I like stuff like that. Or like your other favorite band, the Beatles, that like brought in all types of crazy instruments over the yeah, years. Yeah, can't. <laughs> yeah, I can't stand the Beatles. They actually stole that from Brian Wilson, and Brian Wilson <laughs> kind of no, seriously. And when you look through the history, Sergeant Pepper, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band um, was made, uh, to the best of my knowledge, from what I read, was made after that sounds. And the the goal for the Beatles is actually make a record more creative and better than Pet Sound. So the little competition was there between America's version of the Beatles and the actual Beatles. So the two of them kind of inspired each other. That you know that's very cool when you can make stuff. What is seemingly all over the board and is seemingly different things all collaborating at once, but it all plays together in the end in one perfect song. So very good stuff. That song was good band chemistry. Spider Dream Box Mechanics. We love it. Great night here in the stoop. Got to play plenty of music. We like playing plenty of music. Yes. It was all great. Yeah. That's the goal, like we said, is to get these guys together, uh, try to get some stoop shows. You know, we're talking to venues, trying to get that happening. So maybe it can. We can get to make the Philly scene more prominent. Everybody talks very highly of the Philly music scene. So that's good stuff. You know what? Like, the Northeast needs to compete with, like, South Philly. And, and like Fishtown and all that because, I mean, they don't have a lot of places like that up in the Northeast. And it would just be a lot easier for people to just walk around the corner and see some great bands. I mean, 
so many places where they could. But um, a lot of the times it's just cover bands. But we need to get some of these acts like up to the northeast because that would be good for me. And that's all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> be good for everybody. I mean, there's a lot of people yeah. in this area. And, you know, mostly the, the club and bar scenes around here are mostly DJs. No disrespect to DJs. You all do a great job. And it's hard work. But, you know, every once in a while, mix in a live band or two. Try to branch yes. out something a little different. That would be very cool. And that's what we hope to do here. That's what we hope to create. Oh, yeah. Great stuff. we got a lot of great stuff coming up on the Stoop Radio Show. We're going to run down a list of a couple of upcoming guests that we have for you. And we're going to start uh, Monday night. It's finally going to happen. The moment we've waited oh. long and hard for. That's right. The Wolves. Vita and the Wolf. It's going to be here live on the stoop. We're going to play a couple of her songs. We're going to talk to her about the local music scene and where we can see her and all kind of great stuff about her career. That's very exciting. That is the 22nd Monday. Wednesday the 24th, we're getting nostalgic. We're going superheroes. We got Robin the Boy Wonder himself on the 1966 Batman TV show. We have Burt Ward. Burt Ward, Robin the Boy Wonder. He's going to be here on the stoop on the 24th. Going to talk to him about the uh, new uh, Batman exhibit in museums everywhere. Very exciting. Uh, the 29th, we have, uh, we're getting into the dance and club music scene as we like to broaden our horizons here on the stoop. Wonderful young lady who, uh, her dance songs are hitting the billboard charts. She's out of Florida, a young lady by the name of Kendra Erica. That is going to be a wonderful show here on the Stoop, and that is on the 29th. We're still booking and looking for some more guests. we got some names on the hook. Uh, as I mentioned before, we're going to skip Valentine's Day, which is Wednesday this year, fellas. Remember, get your ladies something nice Valentine's Day. A couple Wednesdays from now, I'm giving you the heads up now. That's the 14th. But on the 15th, we have a very special Thursday night show as we welcome the Femmes of Rock. If you have not heard of these young ladies, oh, yeah, if you haven't heard of them, Google them. YouTube them, check them out. Uh, four very attractive females. They all play a different uh, type of violin, and they play a lot of your favorite classics from ACDC uh, and Guns N' Roses, and they play popular classic rock music to violins, and i got to tell you, it's outstanding. They're actually coming to our area in March. They're going to be playing at the Parks Casino, and that's definitely what we're going to be talking about when they come in the show in February. Plus, like I said, a lot of good acts on the hook. we got uh, some coming close. We're going to be lining up more shows as 2018 rolls along here on the Stoop Radio Show. Um, I always like to talk about the absurd, the financially absurd, and crazy things that go on. Here is a show. I don't know if you watch um, Grey's Anatomy. Uh, you know, no. Grey's Anatomy. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'm not either. My wife was for a while, and then the show had fizzled. Um, but its lead actress, Ellen Pompeo, just signed a brand-new two-year contract, $20 million per what? year. What? Yes, Get $20 million per year. Yeah, to um, to keep it going, Grey's Anatomy. Apparently, it's got two more years uh, coming up. I I can't believe it. Like, what else is she doing, though? Like, I seriously know her from one movie and one movie only, and it's old school. <laughs> like, that is her. Like, she is, what, a, what is it, Meredith Grey? That's who she plays? Um, yeah. yeah. Wow. I guess people are shitting their pants over, it, like, Mark Wahlberg's story of uh, getting paid more than Michelle Williams. So, good for her. 
Yes. Look, it's, uh, if freaking yeah. goddamn stupid ass Katy Perry can get twenty five million for Idol, then the lead of Grey's Anatomy can get that because Grey's Anatomy is like a beloved show. Like every chick freaking loves that show. So, well deserved. Good job. Good job, Meredith. Yeah, great job, Meredith. Um, <laughs> one more little tidbit to pass along here. Uh, you know, it's not really going to affect the Super Bowl like a lot of people. A lot of people went in with panic today when Tom Brady uh, canceled his um, scheduled Wednesday afternoon press conference to go visit Ooh. medical staff. Yeah, he went to meet with the Ooh. medical staff. He was like, oh, no, this is the big news. The big news, apparently, uh, Brady does this a lot. Just wanted to check the medical staff. He's 40 years old. His body does take a beating. Uh, we're being informed that Tom's A-OK. He'll be ready for uh, Sunday afternoon's game against the Jaguars. Um, as we get more into that again, I'm going to make my picks. I don't know why, because I just, you know, if I don't get them right, I get mocked. I'm going to get them wrong. Nobody seems to care. But. <sighs> yes. I'm just so upset over Carson Wentz. Like, you heard Tom Brady, and oh, Tom Brady's fine. But or Carson Wentz, he just goes down. It's not fair. Apparently he's already off crutches. He's walking with a cane. So I heard he's, his healing process is fantastic. I'd like to run the risk of him breaking his leg in half and sticking him out in the field this week. Oh, my God. All right, crazy. so we go with um, the Patriots are currently an eight-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know a lot of people are very upstart about these Jaguars and getting excited for what they bring. Uh, and it's great, but I don't see it. Although... I'll fill you in on what is known as the Tom Coughlin factor. Um, Brady has never beaten the Giants in the Super Bowl, and Tom Coughlin was their coach. Now he is the special uh, football VP, if you will, in Jacksonville. So a lot of people think that's going to play into this. It's not. The um, Patriots are going to win this game probably by about 10 points, and they'll make their way to get another Super Bowl. And as I said earlier in the show, I'm going with the Eagles. So hopefully by the time I join us, we join you here on Monday, we'll be talking about the Eagles Patriots Super Bowl. And there it goes again, underdogs <laughs> flying through the studio. You know, I wish we could do a visual. You got to see George. He's got an underdog got his ass in the camera and everything. Underdog is psyched for this week. We're all psyched for this week. I've got everything Eagles spread all over the studio. It is going to be a great, great time. I'm very excited for that. And hopefully, like I said, we can join you Monday and talk about a big Eagles win. We start talking Super Bowl. Oh my God! We think. Oh my God! We're so close. I'm so excited. I can't believe Uh, it. I might be on excited. If we lose, yeah, I am going to be disappointed. This is one incredible run for a team that I honestly thought wouldn't get this far. I had them eight and eight, nine and seven. They surprised me. They surprised a lot of us this year. They pulled it out. They sure did, and like I said, Sunday is the uh, hopefully the icing on the cake, the moment that they've worked so hard for. We will find out. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Keep coming. It's so crazy. I'm so excited for Lana. It's going to be a great night. <laughs> Lana is coming up. Lana Del Rey on the 27th. Our own Jewel Teddy will be there. Her birthday is coming up. Eagles championship is coming up. This is a busy, busy next few weeks. It's going to be insane. I'm so excited. As are we. A lot of work to go here on the stoop. 
Still working hard on that website as we promised and getting some shows together. A lot to go, and uh, we're far from over, and you're far from getting rid of us, you sons of bitches. So keep tuning in. We're not going away. Nope. Make sure you listen. Nope. And that's all Listen-to-learn. we got here for you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we got here for tonight. We thank you very much for joining us. We thank once again our guests, the Dreambox Mechanics, Andrew, Bob, and the Fonz. We thank Tree Theater, Will Carter. We thank all of you for listening. And we'll be back Monday with Vita and the Wolf. So until then, keep your head above the clouds and don't be a douche. And fans are friends that we haven't met yet, only in our dream boxes. Be nice Plagiarism. people. Only this should be <laughs> Plagiarism at its best, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, no, seriously, great stuff tonight. Jewel, thank you as always. Always great here on the Stupid Radio Show. We will talk to you Monday. Have a great weekend and go Eagles! Matter of fact, if the Eagles win Sunday, we are going to enter the show with the Fly Eagles Fly Chant on Monday show. Absolutely. I'm about it. Let's do it. A little more reason to win. Have a great night, folks, and thank you again for tuning in. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Douche.